right, everybody, welcome to Concrete Jungle, a New York baseball podcast here on FingerLeaks1.com. Happy to be back in studio. Uh, Paul Russo here. Kyle Owens, as always. Kyle, good to see you in studio, in the flesh. Uh, last time we talked, I was in a hotel room and um, had to do some sick edits. Housekeeping just came in. Fun stuff, you know, all the way around. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to be back. Uh, I was going to tell you off air, but I decided I would wait. Mm. This is probably, I would say, the most fun episode we are going to have all year because we're going to be talking about the Yankees 9-1 their last 10 games, their best 10-game stretch of the year. Mm-hmm. We're watching young prospects sure. get opportunities sure. that we haven't you know, seen mm-hmm. since we were last live in here. And, yeah, I'm just, I think it's just way more fun to watch. Um, and I look forward now every night that they play where – a month ago, I was like, man, I just want this season to be over. All right. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about everything that's going on with, with the Yankees. Yeah, and I mean the Mets, too, because we finally got Ronnie up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the kids are here. Um, going to be an interesting um, final, not quite full month, obviously, but final few weeks, uh, see how the young kids kind of do and thrive. And we'll obviously talk about all that. Um, some injury news and notes to get caught up on. Rochester and Syracuse are playing each other this week, so we'll touch on that. They have their 2024 schedules out, so we'll discuss a couple uh, interesting, notable opponents for both of them for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it should be should be a fun one. It's always fun to talk about fresh headlines. We were kind of struggling with that, right, the past couple weeks before. But, uh, you know, that happens from time to time, certainly. So, all right, before we get any further, though, I have to thank couple sponsors including generations bank generations bank has been serving the financial need of the finger lakes region since 1870 generations combines the best of modern banking with dedication to our local communities where you are looking for a checking account cds a home improvement loan you name it we have what you need we are committed to serving and giving back to our communities you can visit generations bank online at mygenbank.com Generations Bank, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. And Lil John and Barbie Orthodontics, Dr. Rod Lil John, Dr. Barbie, and their outstanding orthodontic team share a common goal to ensure the overall wellness of each of their patients through their exceptional orthodontic care. And check out Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. So let's jump in and we'll begin. Uh, obviously, Kyle, I can tell where you're very gung ho this morning. So we'll start with the Yankees winners. Of nine, you mentioned nine of the last ten, nine of the last twelve, five straight. Um, the vibes are decent for a change with the Yankees, uh, especially compared to even when we last spoke, what, ten days or so ago, really, about them. You know, they go in, it, it's strange. I really, because I, I want to kind of focus more on this five-game win streak because it's like, okay, they sweep Houston, which I don't think anybody was really expecting. Um they're going for a sweep against Detroit, which I, I don't know if we were outright expecting it right, but, you know, kind of a handle business type situation there. Um, and through it all, you have these young kids up now, fully and officially. So um, I guess I'll turn it over to you at this point, Kyle. You're, you're very happy about all this. You're very excited. But you did make a good point off air. You know, maybe – collectively here we should maybe take a deep breath here on some of the young kids because really maybe outside of Dominguez it isn't exactly um the greatness isn't fair but not everybody's off to as good a start as as just on Dominguez 
Yeah, and I guess it's kind of fair for Yankee fans to think that because they're winning games. And you think, yeah, because the young guys are up, that's why they're winning, which obviously Jason Dominguez has been a big part of that reason. But you you look at, like, Oswald Perazzi's 9 for 48 since his call-up. That's 188 average. But he is starting to heat up seven of those hits are in the last five games. And he has two three-hit games in his last four games. So um seems like he is starting to heat up finally. Um, but then Ever- Everson Pereira, he's 7 for 49. That's 143. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess he's maybe heating up too. He has three hits in his last five games. Did not play last night. Um, but he has 22 strikeouts and 49 plate appearances. That goes to show that he's struggling to hit Major League Pitching. And if you look at his uh, at-bats, which I do because I watch every game, um, he can't hit off-speed. And pitchers and scouting reports are, you know, they know that before the game starts, so they just keep throwing him off speed. And, and until he hits a breaking ball, uh, he's probably going to keep getting those. Um, so he's going to have to make adjustments. I'm sure Sean Casey's working with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, aside from that, Austin Wells is 2 for 14. I should note that. He hasn't played in all five games like Dominguez has. Um, but he's 2 for 14, 142 average. But, yeah, Dominguez has definitely been their best hitter, hitting 333. Um, three homers, five RBIs. Um, but I was telling you off air, it's timely hitting, too. It's been the big reason why they're winning games. I mean, we'd come on here the last two, three months not hitting the runners in scoring position, striking out a ton. It's just completely opposite. Guys are hitting the ball in big moments, and they're capitalizing. And their pitching has been a big, bright spot, too. Did you know that their bullpen has not allowed a run the last 18 innings? That's just a run, uh-huh. an earned run the last 27 innings. Yep. So their bullpen has been lights out. Guys that we wouldn't expect, Randy Vasquez, Greg Weiser, Johnny Brito, just everyone's contributing. Even Tommy canley has been better. This is what all Yankee fans wanted to see throughout the entire year. Now we're seeing it perhaps a little too late. However, I do have some more thoughts later on that. Uh-huh. I think the Yankees have a, have a chance I really do. I think they have a chance of making the playoffs now, which is crazy to say. I don't think I would have ever thought that a month ago. Yeah, I mean, there there is a lane, right? And mathematically, it's still as possible, right? So uh, they're still six in the wild card. That position hasn't really changed. But numerically speaking, they've cut the deficit by three and a half games in this run. Well, eight days ago, they were 11 out. Correct. So in eight days, they've just erased five games off the deficit. Yeah. And one of those, they had an off day. So that just shows you how much the Rangers are collapsing. The Blue Jays are not playing as well as they were. The Blue Jays lost the game to the A's yesterday, 7-2. to two. Uh-huh. So the Yankees still have six games with the Blue Jays. That's what I mean. This is very possible. And the Rangers are 4-15 and 15 their last 19 games. Uh-huh. And the Rangers and Blue Jays play next week, four games. So if, as long as the Yankees keep taking care of business and – you know, like, they got to sweep tonight. There's no excuse. Yeah, winning a series is great, but you're at the point where sweeps matter big uh-huh. time. So with 23 games left, with the way the the matchups are, there is a possibility. They're going to need help, of course, but it's not looking as bad as it was a week ago. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, yeah, you mentioned that, too. I mean, the Yankees have Boston to yep, four with start Boston. next week. So um, I do want to circle back because – Dominguez here has it's hard to kind of avoid I think um 
Like not talking about him, right? I mean, you mentioned obviously the average, but you know, the one stat that sticks out to me: three homers in his first five games at 20 or younger. The only other Yankee to do that, Mickey Mantle. And obviously, right? We we have the whole career of Mickey. We know what Mickey was. Um, obviously, and we hope, right, to see Dominguez become Mantle-esque, right? But you don't know, right? Um, he could end up, and I don't mean a shot at the guy by this, but could end up like Tyler Austin, for all we know, right, type scenario. Um, he doesn't, it, to me, you mentioned, right, like timing. For me, it's like, for him, like the moment doesn't seem any too big or too small or one way to the to the next. And maybe that helps, right? You're young, you just don't know any better, right? I mean, this is a kid who was brought on at 16 into the Yankee system. Um, He's only been playing pro ball, right, for the past couple of years since <laughs> since he was brought on. And that includes the COVID year, which was obviously non-existent in baseball. So to see his rise to this point, right, and when we were talking about bringing up the young guys, I don't know if I was necessarily thinking Dominguez initially off the bat, but I'm happy to see the Yankees honestly take the risk and bring him up when they did. And... Frankly, the impact he has. I, I have a hard time imagining now if you want if you really want to do a full vision forward on this. I have a hard time imagining that he doesn't start on the big league roster come March twenty twenty four at this point anyway. Yeah, I think you said it well. Confidence is I noticed that too right away at the plate. Just no moments too big. And I only threw in timely hitting, not just for him, but for the whole team, but Think about his home runs that he's hit. In uh, Houston, his first one was in a 0-0 game right. off Verlander. Yep. His second one was with the game tied at 1, mm-hmm. put the Yankees on top, and eventually for good. Right. Yesterday, it's a 1-1 game. He puts the Yankees on top, eventually for good. So see what I mean? It's just big hits. Mm-hmm. And then he has a three-hit game yesterday, um, his first you know multi-hit game. And just even when he's getting out, he's smoking the ball. In 21 plate appearances, he only has three strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, he just puts the ball in play. Um, just very encouraging. And, again, this guy is 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Something I don't think we ever expected to see, like, in yeah. September. Jason Dominguez on the New York Yankees. Right. And, and hitting these home runs in big spots. It's just, it's like I said, it's just so fun to watch. Yeah, and then, you know, I know we mentioned, you know, the other guys here a little bit, but, you know, offensively, we know Wells will probably get a turnaround, but I've, I've liked the way he's caught the games and called the game so far, the, the games that he's been behind the plate. Um, you know, it's, it's a small it's, sample it's size. Tr- right, but, you know, it's always been, and it's always been, though, with him, right? We know the bats there with Wells. It's always been the question of defensively, where is it? I like the way he's called the games. It seems as though the pitching staff is like the way he's called it and everything like that. Um, you know, a name that you didn't really maybe mention, even though he's been, you know, back and forth all year. But, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera seems more confident now in the outfield when he's been out there, which I think is pretty big. Um, you know, you know, these other guys here and there, right, whether it be Peraza or Pereira. I don't know. The, the Peraza one, to me, I don't know if it's the most concerning of the bunch. I don't know if I want to spend a ton of time on it, but thinking out loud on it, right? 
he's been struggling all year at at both the yeah. big leagues and AAA level. It hasn't been a great year for 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 Peraza. Um, he's heating up. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it's at the right time type thing, kind of with the team. You would hope anyway. But there is the one concern out of the group. I I lean it's there to be honest. For me, the biggest concern is Pereira. He's had the bigger, uh, the most at bats so far, and again, you you're not gonna stay in this league striking out the way he's striking out. He's doing what Joey Gallo did, and I know Joey Gallo's still in this league, but I mean, look at how many fan Yankee fans wanted to move on from him right away. So yeah, he he just he has to adjust. I know he's going through, but again. We're talking about guys that are so young. Right. Um, we should give them more. They need at bats. More time. Um, so it's I'm not I'm not sitting here complaining. I'm just noting that fans are saying all these prospects have done so great. No, they have not. Mm-hmm. And they do have more to work on. And even Jason Dominguez, he's off to a hell of a start. But you know he's going to go cold. Everyone, every hitter in the league right. goes cold at some point. Right. So. Um, it's just so big right now because, again, they're winning and they're actually making this interesting, yeah. which is what we all wanted. Right. All right, let's talk about some news and notes here for the roster for the Yankees. Nestor Cortez slated to start a throwing, pre- throwing, throwing program over this weekend, uh, but it is likely his season is over per Aaron Boone. Um, it kind of makes me wonder what the purpose would be to start the throwing program then this weekend. If his season's done, obviously there's just not there's just not the turnaround time really to to, to have him be available, and that part I get. Uh, it just seems to me if you're gonna if you're gonna start the program, like the the door I would imagine has got to be open for him to come back to some degree, right? Like I, I can't be off base there. I was just kind of thinking that like they just want to get him on track so his off season can be more normal, and. You know, his throwing program, he's just going to throw in the outfield a little bit. He's not going to go crazy, and, like, this isn't throwing off a mound. So I just think they're just going to try to, like, you know, get him on a good path heading into the offseason. But I guess there still is a chance. And I heard Boone yesterday. He never, like, completely rolled it out, but he just basically said, like, yeah, it's very unlikely. But then if they make the playoffs, who knows? Right. But, yeah, I don't know. All right, Keenan Middleton, who has been – Honestly, pretty lights out when he's since he's come over to the Yankees. Uh, placed on the 15-day injured list retroactive this past Sunday <clears throat> with right shoulder inflammation. Uh, plan is for him to be back as soon as the stint expires. So we are more or less are looking at a week from this upcoming Monday, which would be when that is. Um, kind of sucks, Kyle. I mean, like I said, he's been... <laughs> One of the more consistent guys since since coming over at the trade deadline for the Yankees. Yeah, I saw a lot of people hating on him yesterday in the comments, so I tweeted out like his numbers this year. Thirteen innings pitch, he's given up one earned run. And he's been used in high leverage situations. He's been basically used in all different situations. He's even gone multiple innings. Um I think it was yeah, it wasn't the best trade line addition you could have, but the guy's done his job thus far. And I've I've liked what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not his fault that he was the only move Cashman made, right? Yeah. You know. um, a bit of news from probably really technically a few days ago, but I uh, threw it in here. Anthony Rizzo will miss, will miss the remainder of the season uh, despite some cognitive improvements, uh, just not at the point that they can really ramp up to the next level yet or anything like that. So um, 
sucks. It, it, it's more or less literally a lost season for Rizzo, uh, quite literally, right? I mean, this thing dates back to May, the end of May, right, when he had the collision with Tatis. So, I mean, we're talking one, two, three, four, about four, four plus months of, of time gone. It's honestly crazy. But, yeah, frustrating year. Um, you expect a guy like Rizzo who's pretty much been – healthy for most of his career to be in there every day and losing that bat does it's not great but then you look at DJ LeMay who now plays first almost every day now he's been playing so well so yeah you do miss Rizzo but at least they got a first baseman that's kind of covering his what he would give production wise Uh, Ian Hamilton another arm in the Yankee bullpen that's been pretty good all year uh, placed on the 15 day injured list with a right groin strain this is the same injury that Made him miss about, what was it, six weeks, right? Six, seven weeks worth of time earlier this year. Yeah, I would say he's done for the year. They said they're still hoping he can make a late return. Um, but, yeah, I, I expect him to be done for the year. Yeah. And we have some Luis Hill news. He's beginning a rehab assignment. Uh, really, it dates back to this past weekend with single-A Tampa. So he'll be with them. Uh, actually, they're... Season for single A wraps up technically this Sunday, so uh, probably has one more appearance, I'm guessing, slated somewhere in there. And uh, who knows at that point, I know double A goes for another week and triple A goes through the end of the month, so I would imagine he might be throwing a little bit more the rest of the year as uh, he comes back from Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and Boone pretty much has already said like he's going to be in these rehab games, but he doesn't expect him to be added to the active roster. So I guess he's just going to rehab and that's it. Um, but he does have a window. When when would that rehab window be up? Uh, so he's been there, what, he's been rehabbing a, a week now already? Yes. So isn't it a 21-day window, I believe, still? Something like that? Yeah, so, yeah, by the time the minor league season ends, uh, I guess that's when his season's going to end. Because yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm shocked that Boone, like, kind of ruled it out. Like, there's not any chance he could be added to the roster? Well, I mean, the key part is, right, because he's technically on that 60-day injured list, he's technically not on the 40, man. Well, he is, but he's not slated towards it. Yeah. So, I mean, they could just, in theory, I would. I think he still has a couple options, right? I mean, in theory, they could technically option him. In their bullpen, I mean, it's fine right now. They, I guess unless there's an injury, they don't really need him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to, you know, Greg Weiser deserves more of an opportunity, and it was good to see him last night in that big spot. So I'm hoping they kind of keep him around. And Matt Crook, I mean, We've only seen him in two major league games, so I feel like we sh- they should keep these guys around and just kind of roll with heel next year. Yeah. Just notice as well, by the way, quick note, it looks like the Internet's getting interrupted at the moment, so uh, we will keep on plugging away here audio-wise. That seems to happen quite a bit here. Yeah, yeah something's been going on here this week. I don't know. but uh, So, anyway, um, yeah, uh so with the people going on the IL, left-hander Matt Crook and right-handers, as we already mentioned, Randy Vasquez and Greg Wessert, recalled from AAA Scranton Wilkesbury. So we have that going, and uh, yeah, I mean I can't even get, uh, oh, get troubles our, get our proper titles up even right now. So uh, we'll just keep going here, audio-wise, uh, recording here, and keep on going away with that. Uh, so for the Yankees, wrap up with the Tigers tonight. Uh, 7.05 first pitch on, yes, Eduardo Rodriguez against Carlos Rodon. Um, I would hope, right, that the Yankees go and get uh, the sweep here. 
Uh, Haywood make it six straight, back-to-back -back sweeps. Um, Three straight series wins. This is all statements I haven't been saying a ton all year. I, I guess I, I guess I got to roll with the Yankees here. I think with the sweep, I really do. Um, but, um, it right, looks like we're back online. All right. So let me get the proper lower third up here and everything else. But, yeah, I, I'll say sweep, Kyle. Can we get one really good start from Rodon this year? And can this be the one tonight? I mean, he's had decent starts, but can we get, like, six innings of one-run ball tonight? I mean, he's getting paid this money. We need a performance like this finally. And this Tigers team is one of the worst offensive teams in the league. If he gets lit up tonight, I mean, that's just so frustrating. But I do think they'll find a way to sweep, even if he does. Um, this Tigers team just is not good. Um, I'll say the Yankees win this one by two runs. And now we are back offline again, technically, for, for my remote. So uh, Now, the Yankees, they welcome the Brewers in this weekend. Uh, Brewers also still technically fighting for a spot here in the NL playoff picture. Uh, they are... One game, I believe, up on the Reds in the Central, I, I think. So, um, got that going on. Uh, Seems like they've been super inconsistent this year. Yeah. it One of those things where it's like, okay, you know, they're doing them. There we go. Okay, we're good. All right, so for the Brewers, now the Yankees rotation is all TBD at the moment, although um, we know that Clark Schmidt threw, obviously, Wednesday, yesterday. We know that Rodon's going today. That means... We should be seeing a combination of Severino, Cole, and then the bullpen slash not quite bullpen game of like Michael King and Johnny Brito. Like they've they've kind of t weirdly turned into a nice little tandem actually here the past couple goes of things. So um, remains to be seen where that kind of fits in. Friday, 7:05 first pitch on Yes or MLB Network, depending on your market. Colin Rea goes for the Brewers on Sunday or Saturday, rather. 205 first pitch on Yes. Wade Miley goes for the Brewers, and then Sunday 135 on Yes. Corbin Burns goes for the Brewers, and also Saturday, Old Timers Day at the stadium. Even though it's not quite the same anymore, they're doing some sort of what like introduce, round table thing. It's, introduce everybody and yeah, then sit there and it's talk. Lame. It's lame, but. Uh, It'll be Michael King for one of those games, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I want I want the Yankees' lives to keep going here. I just they catch really the the good part of the Brewers' rotation this year in this cycle. That being said, I guess I'll buy the hype, and I'll say the Yankees get two or three from the Brewers. I really do. Um, Sevy is due to regress back to the Sevy I think that we've seen from him mostly this year at some point. He's had back-to-back -back really good starts, all things considered. But uh, it sucks that I have to have that mindset when thinking that way. But I think that's the case. I think the Yankees get two of three from the Brewers after completing the sweep against Detroit. Hmm. Sweep for sure tonight. <sighs> They're not going to lose the Brewers series, but I'm debating – between two of three and a sweep. You know what? A sweep. Yankees sweep the Brewers. Really? boy. It's just going to be like, I just, I'm feeling it. There's just so much momentum right now. And you're at home at Yankee Stadium where they have a winning record. They have a losing record on the road. Their best record's at home. Um, 
like a you know old timers day saturday they're probably gonna get extra motivation extra energy for that one yeah i'm just feeling a nice sweep garrett cole going michael king who just threw well against the astros severino who wasn't too bad in his last outing yeah i i, I like a sweep here all right i know it's gonna sound biased and crazy because i like the yankees or whatever but <laughs> i'm just feeling it yeah hey nothing but respect for that pick um so the mets meanwhile they played just below 500 ball. They're, they're five and six in their last 11. Um, but they, too, have finally uh, pretty much have called up all the young guns, right? Venti- uh, Vientos back and healthy. Uh, Beatty gets recalled from Syracuse. He was raking down there. Obviously, Alvarez has been up since late May, early June at this point. Uh, but the big one in my mind, Jose Budo up as well, but we'll talk about him, we'll talk about him in a sec. Uh, but uh, Ronnie Mauricio officially gets the call. And um, we have been clamoring for this, especially me all year, more or less at this point. Um, you know, and I think because, like, Dominguez has had a lot of attention, I think people haven't really seen what Ronnie can do. And maybe the numbers aren't quite there to back it up. But um, I, I'm happy to see that at the big league level, people are seeing what, what – Frankly, we've seen with him at Syracuse where, um, as I call it, he's not leaving many balls lied to, right? I mean, he hits the ball. He hits it hard. Uh, he squares it up, you know, even if it's a ground out. I mean, he squares it up pretty good, um, you know. So I, I'm happy to see the Mets do what we've been clamoring for them to do for a while and calling more or less every one of the kids up at this point. Yeah, how about last Friday when he hit the hardest ball from a Mets hitter this year, 119.3. In his first plate appearance, Rocket doubled the right field, has a five-game hitting streak, only one of five Mets to start yep. uh, his big league career with five hits, or a five-game hitting streak, I should say. And the record's held by Daniel Murphy and Keith Miller, who have seven. So, uh, uh, Yes, Daniel Murphy. He has an opportunity, you know, three more games, just picks up a hit in each one, and he'll be the new uh, record setter there. Yeah. So, yeah, off to a great start. And you're right. Uh, the numbers haven't been, like, the, I guess, home runs and RBIs haven't been there. He has, like, I think one or two RBIs, right. but no homers. But, uh, obviously, those are going to come. Uh, I'll call it tomorrow night in Minneapolis. Gets his first homer off okay. Dallas Keuchel. Uh, well, that's a yes. <laughs> yep. Um, I, also, with the young guys, right, even though we've seen him now the better part of the past couple of years here and there in spots, but Jose Buto also up as well now pretty much at this point. Really good pitching yesterday against the Nationals. I know um, he didn't get the win. Uh, technically, it's credit with the loss. but um, And this can tie into, I think, a question that I want to post to you here in a second uh, because of how good he's just been pitching once again lately. But uh, we'll start with Buto first. Um, how important is it for, for him at this point? To me, it's very. But how important in your mind is it for him at this point to get these quality runs with more or less what is perceived to be his teammates of the future? Yeah, it's big. And if it wasn't for Trevor not blowing uh, <laughs> bl- blowing his line there, I mean, he, he comes in first and third, one out, and just, just keeps giving up hit after hit. And it's like, man, you just ruined the guy's line. Um, even if he just gave up one there, but nope, Trevor not strikes again. Trevor not. But yeah, uh, he only threw 81 pitches, went six and a third. Um, I thought it was also encouraging too. Only one walk, 
got strikeouts. Remember, the Nationals don't strike out a lot. Correct. He got six strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Pretty quality, pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Another quality start for him. Um, but yeah, I thought that was very encouraging to see against a team, like I said, that puts the ball in play and isn't as bad as people think, despite the record. Right. So this ties in this portion of it because even though he's not quote unquote part of the young guns, right? Kodai Senga, rookie year in the MLB, has once again, after a couple of rough starts, has really strung together a nice run again, including last time out, twelve strikeouts. Um, and he not to elude, he is this first pitcher in the Mets rotation in Minnesota. Do you know he's done that three times this year? Yeah. Twelve strikeout games. Insane. So, with this in mind, he, I'm stamping him the Mets ace of the future. And I want to know your thoughts on it. Because to me, frankly, he was the best, he's been the best pitcher for the Mets all year. Okay? Better than Scherzer and Verlander when they were there. Um, he's been consistently just good all year. He's been the guy that the Mets have been able to rely on. And to me, and perhaps more importantly, and I know there's – fractions of the fan base who probably aren't as high on him and I get maybe I I don't get it but I understand it I guess right but the fans like him he get he's getting along pretty good within the New York media landscape um I don't know what more you can ask for out of a guy to be your ace at that point right I mean look at Garrett Cole of the Yankees has has really gone on well there and people were kind of wondering how well he he maybe would have would do right He's done well, and for me, Kodai Senga checks all the same checks marks at this point as Garrett Cole does. Um, just the way he handles himself, fans like him, the players like him, and he just goes out there and he is a dog on the mound. I mean, he clearly, <laughs> clearly does not like losing. He does. He's got no give up in him. I I think he's the Mets ace of the future at this point. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I was just kind of looking at it like his game logs and stuff. And the 12 strikeout games are against good teams. I mean, the Rays, yep. 12 strikeouts, one run in six innings. Diamondbacks, one run, eight innings, 12 strikeouts. And then he did this last start 12 strikeout game against the Mariners, who we all know have been unbelievable since the break. And have a lineup where these hitters have been hitting. Julio Rodriguez, I mean, struck him out, I think, twice or three times. There's, so, there's yeah. no out. There's no out there. So, yeah, he's, like, usually sometimes when starting pitchers are pitching well, you look at their opponents, like, oh, he only faced the athletics, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you look at these outings, they're against good teams. Even against the Braves, he gave up three runs in six innings. For that lineup, that's not bad. No. Nah. Nah, so, I'm... yeah, it's very encouraging. I agree. Uh, right now, I would say he's the ace moving forward. And I was going to say he's the next Masahiro Tanaka, but then I just thought about it. He might be better. Tanaka gave up a lot of home runs. Uh, Senga doesn't give up a lot of home runs. And and to be fair, we talk about these 12 strikeout games, right? And Senga really only has one true strikeout pitch with the forkball. He doesn't necessarily pitch to strike out. And that's the wild part about it is if these players just can't hit them, I mean, that's – I mean, that makes for an interesting every fifth day for a team. I can tell you that much, you know? So – all right, let's um, let's talk about some news and notes here a little bit for the Mets. Alfredo DJ Stewart dealing with some back tightness. He missed both games against the Nationals, but should be good to go over the weekend. And obviously, you know this is a guy who uh, 
we've talked about you know a little bit on here over the course of the past month, right? But a guy who really has been making a pretty good impact within the lineup and just um, has been dealing a little bit with this back issue now um, here and there since getting called, getting the call to, to become a major leaguer again with the Mets. So uh, hopefully, you know, these couple of days kind of hopefully are the last of it. Backs, backs are tough, man. It, it, you tweak it once. I mean, the Yankees saw it obviously with Rodon, but I mean, you can go list through the whole entire deal. I mean, not to cross sports over here, but back issues literally just kind of derailed what Tracy McGrady had in his prime of his career for basketball. I mean, they're, they're tough. Yeah. Uh, so DJ Stewart now has 10 homers on the year, hitting 265. And eight days ago, I was watching the game. He hit two home runs, his first multi homer game, robbed what would have been a go-ahead run in the eighth inning mm-hmm. and then walked it off in the ninth or in the 10th mm-hmm. with a hit by pitch. I mean, what a night for DJ Stewart. And he just, it seems like every moment where runners are on base, he's coming through and delivering. And it's just, you know, from his past story, it's just so cool to see him finally fit in somewhere and, and finally produce offensively. And he, you know, he says he's feeling the most confident and comfortable he's ever felt, which is awesome to see. And, you know, I don't, I'm not a, Mets fan, of course, but for a guy like that, I root for a guy that, you know, hasn't had a great career, but finally found an opportunity. Yeah. No, he's easy to root for, right? Yep. Those guys always are. Luis Guillorme is set to begin a rehab assignment tomorrow on Friday. Location to be determined, right? Mets are in Minnesota. Uh, Syracuse Mets are home. Pretty much everybody is either on the East Coast or finishing up affiliate-wise uh, for the Mets at this point. Um, so to be determined there. Parmi imagines, though, he probably Syracuse, right? I mean, I, I don't, I can't see a way exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe Binghamton, but I, I can't see any lower than Double A. Yeah, go rake against what the Rochester Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you'll end up uh, with Triple A. Mm-hmm. All right, um, in the file, this under only in baseball type stuff. Carlos Carrasco done for the year, fractured his right pinky finger. Uh, when he dropped a 50-pound dumbbell. Not a big one. Um, so we'll be done the rest of the year. Perceivably is throwing his final pitch as a Met. Does suck to see him go out this way, but um, it's interesting, Kyle. I, I, when, you, when you texted me initially about the injury uh, a few days ago, um, I was like, oh, they're taking a play out of the Yankee playbook in a little bit, right? Because nobody really kind of knew initially what happened, but um, – in this case, um, one of those injuries that's like, oh, like, okay, I can't imagine that was maybe necessarily the most pleasant thing to experience, but the same token, um, these injuries are, are very, like I said, they're kind of dumb in a sense that, like I said, only, only in baseball. I never hear about a football player or this happening to a football player or anything like that or basketball or hockey, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, Cookie Carrasco, done for the year and probably done with the Mets. So he dropped a 50-pound, what is it, dumbbell Dumbbell on his pinky. Yep. It goes to show you his strength isn't very good. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big, you know I'm not a big fan of him, and I don't think it's a big loss at all. But, again, I don't root for injuries. I don't say I hope this guy gets hurt, but the Mets aren't going to miss him. Right. Um, And they're fine. They 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 place them on waivers. And Jose Buto started in his place last night, and, I mean, look at what the guy did. Yeah. So, I mean, he was he was one of the was he the only Met technically put on waivers? I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. 
Outfielder Starling Marte, he's returned to the team. However, it's still uncertain if he'll play again this season. Been dealing with a groin injury. Uh, spent more or less the past week with a physical trainer uh, down in Philadelphia. Um, but back with the team, obviously, you're probably not really rush anything. If he's up to playing, they might give him a go. But this late in the season with the position the Mets are in, uh, Starting to have my doubts again of whether or not we'll see Marte on the field this year. 23 games left. Yankees just shut down Rizzo. The Mets need to shut down this guy. What What is the point? I mean, they're not they're not even in discussion for a playoff spot. Okay, they're eight games back. It's not mathematically impossible yet, but like, just shut them down. What are we doing? Right. Just seems like we're kind of getting the same words from Buck Showalter every day. Okay. All right. Edwin Diaz still throwing some bullpens, but he is officially traveling with the team now. Uh, again, it, it mostly means nothing, but it's a, it's a good morale booster for the team and him in this situation, right? Um, kind of sucks that it ends up being a full loss season for him, but uh, the way it looks, should be good and ready to, to go, I would assume, when pitchers and catchers report in February. And man, are the Mets going to be excited to get him back. Uh just another nice arm in the pen. Then you don't have Trevor Gott coming into high leverage situations as much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and and when this injury happened, we kind of knew that he was done for the year anyways, but I still think his progress was very encouraging. You know, he's already been throwing bullpens. I'm not sure if we would have thought that when he suffered that injury. No. All right, one thing to note here, the Mets did put in a waiver claim and successfully got – the player they put the claim on, that'd be right-handed pitcher starter Peyton Battenfield, claimed from Cleveland and assigned to AAA Syracuse. Battenfield starred the year up with Cleveland, one of their tie-in prospects, end up getting hurt. Um, no spot really for him back at the big league roster when he got healthy, so they stashed him in Columbus. The Guardians make a couple waiver claims, have to put guys out on waivers to clear space for them, and for whatever reason, Battenfield, Battenfield was one of them, and... Um, he ends up with the Mets assigned to AAA Syracuse for now. Man. Pretty interesting. That is a name that Mets fans, I would recommend you get to know a little bit. I'm I'm high on him anyway. Um, you know, I, when he was healthy before he got hurt with Cleveland, he was he was pretty spot on in my opinion. So I mean, I I think it's a name to remember. Okay, so he was drafted by the Astros in 2019 in yeah. the ninth round. All right, I'll give him a break. He's only played seven big league games. It was a five-year A, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, we don't really know much about him. His best start was against the Twins this year. Seven innings, two runs. Okay, this guy might not be as bad as we th- as I thought. Um, and he went to Oklahoma State, you said? Or it says here. Okay. I guess not a bad not a bad addition to the to the roster. Put respect on Peyton's name. I just remember his outing against the Yankees when he got let up back in April with Cleveland and yeah. that was his last start before he got put on the IL. Yeah. So all right, cool uh waiver claim there for the Mets. By the way, don't don't doubt that Cleveland pitching system. <laughs> all right, so the Mets off day today, now they're off to Minnesota for three games over the weekend. Um, this is a very interesting Minnesota team at the moment. Why are they so bad sometimes? I don't know. <laughs> and then they're really good sometimes. Exactly. 
So tomorrow night, Friday, 8-10, first pitch on SNY. Kodai Singa against Dallas Keuchel. Saturday, a 2-10, first pitch on SNY. Got David Peterson against Kenta Maeda. And then Sunday, 2-10, first pitch on SNY. Tyler Magill against Pablo Lopez. Kyle, I'm going to do it. I'm not saying a sweep. I think the Mets get a series victory here. I do not care what his record indicates because I care about what his ERA indicates. And what have I said a ton on here over the course of the past two years? I can't trust Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> so I think that's a win for the Mets there. And I also think they beat Kenta Maeda on Saturday as well. So um, I think the only loss goes go come against Pablo Lopez, who, tell you what, he's had an interesting year. Um, his ERA is lower than what I ex expected it to be at this point, given kind of how, how every other game for him kind of ends up being like a five or six earned run outing for him, it seems like, this summer. So, uh, But I do think the Mets get a series victory against Minnesota. You mentioned it, Kyle. Minnesota's very Jekyll and Hyde, and they seem to not really have any sort of in-between ball being played. Uh, so I, th I think the Mets get a series victory here uh, and maybe injure themselves somehow closer to a playoff spot mathematically, even though it's not looking good. <laughs> I actually agree with you. I think they'll take the first two games. They'll have a chance for this sweep, won't get it done. And it's not necessarily just Pablo Lopez. Look who's on the mound for the Mets. Mago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tylor. No. Well, I was calling Sylor last year. <laughs> no Gill. Ooh. Um Yeah, I mean so they can get a nice series win though. That's encouraging and They've been like six, seven, eight games out of a playoff spot for a while. <clears throat> Sorry. And they just can't seem to, like, they, they go on these little win streaks, but then the teams that are ahead of them don't lose. Right. And then when they finally start losing games, the teams ahead of them win. So they're never gaining enough, like how the Yankees have in the last week where the Rangers are just on an epic collapse. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I guess it's still not as bad considering how many pieces they've sold off all the rookies in their lineup. I mean, DJ Stewart, we never thought he'd hit as well as he's hit. Right. So I guess it's not a terrible spot. But, yeah, I'll say it's a good weekend in Minneapolis. Yeah. All right, let's uh, get out of here on this note. Rochester and Syracuse playing this week. Uh, I was there Tuesday and witnessed the walk-off win for the S-Mets, and they also walked it off last night. Or, well, yesterday afternoon it was a 105 first pitch, which, by the way, in yesterday's heat, goddamn. <laughs> but um, either way, Syracuse up 2-0 in this three-way cup battle for the week. Um, it's interesting. Um, they showed the three-way cup standings uh, prior to game one on the scoreboard. And at least against the games against each other, Syracuse is second, Buffalo first, and Rochester's third. Which I wouldn't have guessed, but apparently Syracuse at least against these three-way cup teams, are, are, is hanging tough. So, um, you know, the Syracuse team, it's interesting. That obviously, they've been dealing with a little bit more than I'd say Rochester, Rochester or roster continuity-wise, only because we know about the pitching and what the Mets have been doing. But, you know, also at this point, you have, you have some guys who started the year at Binghamton, now up at Syracuse, who have had some, some enough at-bats to get used to the AAA pitching. And they're starting to come around really well. And um, it's kind of back on full display. I know Daniel Palka had a Palk bomb, as they call it, yesterday as well. Uh, for Rochester, you know, their, their starting pitching has been really lights out. 
Uh, it's just that back end of that bullpen at the moment's been causing them a lot of grief, and I'd say it's pretty much on full display against Syracuse so far this series. Yeah, and again, those back-to-back walk-off losses for Rochester, one-run losses, of course. I feel like that's also been the story this year, even in the first half. The record wasn't great, but then if you look at the one-run games, if they just would have won a few more of those. Yeah, or, one way or another. Yeah, they'd be a little better. So it seems like the pitching just, I mean, it just seems like that's the story always, though, for the Mets and the Red Wings. Yeah. Their pitching just isn't good enough. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, I get it, right? But, like, eventually someone's got to catch up somewhere in that sense. Um so 2024 schedules were released for, for both teams across all minor league baseball, really, to be fair, uh, this past week. Uh, for Rochester, a couple noble opponents. Toledo, back for the first time since pre-pandemic times. It, same with Indianapolis. For the first time since the 90s, the Iowa Cubs make an appearance in Rochester. That's actually the final series of the regular season next year. So a year away. Yep, <laughs> that Iowa will be in town. So, But it's interesting because... Obviously, you know, with, uh, we have to go back to the 1998 AAA realignment first for this. Iowa goes from uh, being a de facto East Coast team. They, they end up being placed in the Pacific Coast League, and that's where they had been, obviously, for 15 or so years. Uh, well, no, more than that. It'd be pretty much 20, 20 years until the, the realignments. And um, You know what I realized? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you're, good. you're pretty good at this minor league stuff. Me? Like, you just know the stats like I would know Major League Baseball. Like, you know the division. You have to remember where I just was for the last week. You know the division alignments, when they changed, when, Mm -hmm. like, you know, all the parks. and. I guess. I just, it's, I feel like I would, but that's just way more on my plate. I already got a lot (laughs) on my, I already got all these four Major League sports. I got high school. I got, like, so much to remember. I mean, (laughs) it's just a lot of information. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I there's 120 minor league teams, so <laughs> I wouldn't even know that. We got that going, uh, but yeah, I, and then you know, for Syracuse, maybe not as deep, but Iowa comes to Syracuse early in the year next year. Uh, Columbus goes back to Syracuse. Durham and Charlotte are both up in Syracuse next year. So um, I know St. Paul's coming back to Rochester next year too, but they they played over here this year. Um, Kind of, kind of sucks though. I do miss seeing every team at least once. Uh, no Jacksonville, no Gwinnett next year uh, at all across for either of them. I believe I saw so, um, or Memphis or Nashville. I guess technically too in that sense, since uh, they're they're in the international league now as well as opposed to the PCL. So uh, that part kind of sucks, but um, it's tough. At least the way it sounds as of this point. Right now, an interesting note for the 2024 schedule as a whole for my for AAA anyway, is that the All Star game is slated to be back next year as of right now. So uh, that will be a true All Star break. That that'll make for some pretty interesting, I think, commentaries we kind of get going next year, hopefully. But um, yeah, it remains to I guess be seen with that fully. Uh, just one really kind of roster news uh, of note regarding Rochester, and um, really awesome to see this. Travis Blingenhorn was selected to to Washington earlier this week. Uh, back actually, I think technically Saturday was his, was the day he got called up. So uh, really cool to see he's been red hot all summer for the Red Wings and uh, Rochester go give him uh, or Washington rather go give him some run here the final month of the season. Yeah, uh, that was cool to see. And before we headed out, I just wanted to add this too. So 
based on looking at the schedules, we have a lot of six-game series again in AAA. But we do have three-game series kind of sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about, like, what, a month ago, I mean, I wish they would just go back to these three-game series. Yeah. These uh, You get the Monday off, and then, you, boom, six games against now, the same team. Right, and I think there are ways that you can still – save the money and do it like i was thinking about this right like so think about kind of like what i just said in a way where you have like say jacksonville gwinnett and i don't know how y'all see you do it maybe charlotte i guess it'd have to be like charlotte or norfolk in this sense but um you know rochester may be home for six straight days right but at least you have different opponents in that sense um i i think you there there's a way you could probably pocket and do it but yeah, I mean, like, I, I go back to it. It's funny because I was talking with a couple guys down in Durham when I was in Durham uh, at that game about it. And, you know, the general consensus is, at least from the fan side of things, and I know there's some players that even have griped about it, right, is, we, you know, we get it in principle, but it still would be cool to maybe have a different opponent come in for one half of the week type thing, you know, where you just aren't seeing the same team for six straight days. I think, you know, we we hadn't we don't normally see a lot of brawls or anything like that in minor league baseball, right? But since they've gone to this, there, there's been, I wouldn't say an uptick in it, but they've become more noticeable, I'd say, right? Um, and I'm not condoning or, or bashing one way or another, right? But seeing the same thing six days in a row can sometimes be a bit uh, tiring on the mental side of it. <laughs> yeah, unless a team comes into town, like, I guess – the Scranton Yankees when, you know, like Oswald was there and all the other prospects, Jason Dominguez, I guess that's cool for six days if you, you're into that. But, like, other than that, if a team comes in and there's not a ton of prospects on the team, who wants to just keep watching the same team or, right. you know, like situations like that. And, like, the Red Wings and Mets shouldn't play six games in a row. Mm. Spread them out more. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of sucked to see that, that they're kind of sticking with the same format. And probably that's just how it's going to be, and we're just going to have to. Well, and the other main thing, I guess we'll kind of maybe kind of end the conversation on this note, is like, for example, the main purpose of this, right, is to drive down costs and everything, right? Scranton, Wilkesbury only comes to Rochester once next year, and Rochester goes there, like, I think it's four times? Wow. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just, I don't know. And, like. Or it might be three, not four, but the, the point still stands at that point, right? Like, what, like, what's the point of that if you know that's the way you're going to be doing the structure, the structure of the schedule? You know, makes no sense to me. All right, so that will take care of concrete jungle then for today. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday, um, presumably at 11 a.m. again, uh, as we work. Oh no, Monday we should be able to actually do after. I completely forgot. Following week, mind, yeah. mind fart there as we as we have football content rolling here at Finger Lakes One and everything like that. Football starting, so we'll we'll start seeing some time shifts here over the course of the next couple of weeks of when we're coming to you guys live and everything like that. But um, yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll do my usual, even though I know the answer for you, Kyle. Going to be an exciting weekend for you. <laughs> Big plans. <laughs> this is starting to get to the best time of the year. Yeah, um, there it is. I knew so much action. Just missing hockey, but that'll be coming 35 days from tonight. Yeah, opening night. Advised, yeah. Opening night for the Sabres, 35 days away. Preseason starts in 14. 
Got a training camp, yeah. yeah. Um, Apologies to the, to the great people. So, yeah, um, a lot of stuff's on. I feel like I'm way more busy. My days fly by. Uh, excited for tonight's Chiefs-Lions game. I do think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I don't want to say what I said off air because I don't want to be – I don't think I'm – I haven't placed a bet for that. Right. But I would love to see it. You can save that take for later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Yankee baseball going for a sweep tonight, opening night of football, yep. uh, other division races going on in the league. So, yeah, I'm I'm just loving life right now. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's football. I, I'll be back at the Dome for the first time on Saturday. This is gonna, gonna is be... it really going to be another blowout, like as bad as it was? I don't know about as bad as it was, but Western Michigan's not slated to be high in the back this year, so Man. you never know. I mean, it's a step up from Colgate for Syracuse, right? But who knows? So uh, on that note, for Kyle, salute to you. Uh, we'll be back here on Monday. We'll recap the weekend and every other major headline. So until then, enjoy the weekend, everybody.